three women take off their wedding ring before a job interview. That's wild. Really? Wait a minute there, ladies. Hashtag me too, too. Me too also? Me also. <laughs> Hashtag me as well. So, so you want, you want to oh, dangle you want. the idea <laughs> that you might be sexually available to help you get the job you trollop. Um, if that's true. If, you know, a big if. <laughs> um, it's got to do with hiding your marital status, they think? Why else would you do it? Well, yeah. You got a really circulation. ugly wedding <laughs> ring. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm afraid the diamond will flash in your eyes and blind you. Now, of course it is. You got a giant rock and you're going to claim poverty? Oh, I'm. You know, that's an interesting mm. angle, but I don't. I don't think that's probably what's going on here. No, it's not that common. Yeah, you know, is there any movement on that salary? Because that's less than I was hoping for. I noticed you have an eleven carat baseball <laughs> on your ring, so no. Um, no, it's a, that's that's crazy. Anyway. Do, do you like your source? Uh, well, no. I'd like to tell if, <laughs> yeah, if this yeah. is no. <laughs> No, it's not a good That's source. Right. we got to have a sign for that. Don't ask me the source. <laughs> Here's course, a hint for you from the world of talk radio. <laughs> Anytime you hear these statistics, the source is crappy. <laughs> All right? Almost always. It, what, what, according what sort to, of statistics in particular? According to data compiled by Credit Angel. What that <laughs> is, you tell me. I'm your credit angel. <laughs> Every time the bell rings, another charge goes through. <laughs> Ding. I don't know. What the hell? Anyway, so yeah. it was fun to talk about for a while. Of course, That's we are we exactly the wrong show for these times. The yes. Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll talk about that in a second. I was tuning into a little uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning and caught a little bit of this. Two Harvard professors wrote the book, How Democracies Die. Everybody should read it. Everybody should also get former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright's book, Fascism, A Warning. So that was the <laughs> that was the end of their segment talking about Trump and Stormy Daniels and and whatever else, and uh, you know implying that we're in those times where fascism is about to take over the country and this is how it occurs. And so last night I'm watching Fox with Tucker Carlson and he had almost the same language only on the other side because of the FBI um, uh, getting phone records from Trump's lawyer. And 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 using his really sad, scary, serious voice of I, you know, American people should be afraid. They are afraid. And and when the FBI is doing this sort of thing, well, you live in a totalitarian state. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's so far over the top right. on both sides. I mean, at, we're at the end. You can't go any further than that. You can't go any further than the current president is trying to take over the country and become a king, or the current FBI is trying to take over the country and instill some sort of totalitarian government. Unless, unless you have cable news hosts willing to say, "This is how afraid I am," and set themselves on fire. <laughs> well, yeah. so Self-immolate purely for ratings. Yeah, but in terms of the just the rhetoric, you can't. You, you're at, we're at the limit, aren't yeah, we? I can't imagine there's more. And the fact that both <laughs> sides are doing it at the same time about the same issue, right? But from completely different sides, yeah. is just I don't know what you do with that information. 
I don't know what it means. Well, if you have any sense, if you're in the media, you join in. Wildly partisan. Absolutely uncompromising, 100% red-assed enthusiasm for your side and your side. For one side or the other. and because So that's where it makes me a little bit concerned. And we thought of our billboard campaign in which we have a billboard that says exactly the wrong show for these times. Mm -hmm. Because, for instance, in late night television, after 60 years of late night TV hosts trying to be nonpartisan. Right. Big tent. Welcome everybody. Let's laugh together. Through Watergate, Vietnam, whatever. Through Bush, through whatever, trying to be nonpartisan because they thought that was the best way to get ratings. Colbert comes along and says, you know what? I'm going to go all anti Trump all the time. And he's now the number one late night show. Mm-hmm. So have, I haven't, I've ta- I take in a lot of media. I haven't heard anybody say what we've said today, for instance, that the. Uh, I don't think the Trump Stormy Daniels thing is that big a deal. It's just sex. Who cares? And Rudy Giuliani was way out of line calling the FBI stormtroopers. I haven't heard anybody else say that because nobody is looking at it where you might criticize both sides or praise both sides. Right. Nobody. I don't know anybody that's doing that. You hear about those videos people uh, post on Facebook uh, committing suicide. Well, tune in every morning and listen to us commit career suicide. I honestly worry about it. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. How are there no, how are there not more shows, like a couple shows on cable news where they would say both of those things? There's some that, oh, that actually say it. There's some that claim to, you know, like CNN fake news. They claim to try to be uh, honest arbiters of uh, what's going on, but they're they're not. They lean way, way left. Um I don't. I don't know. I don't know many shows like that. I would say Brett Bear special report with Brett Bear comes as close as anything on the air because Brett is just a serious journalist, and he calls each side for their sins. Yeah, but he's not going to say that Rudy Giuliani was way out of line. Uh, the panel did. Somebody on the panel will. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a little editorialish for Brett. But, yeah, somebody on his show will absolutely say that. Um. Uh, so here's the, the thought experiment I wish we could do. I think I know how it would turn out. You know, they have those computer simula- simulations where you could have, like, the 72 Dolphins play the 2015 Patriots. Or the, wow. The 96 Bulls play the 85. I was Celtics. immediately picturing, like, 70-plus Dolphins in the ocean. I was like, all right, who are, these guys, who are they playing? What are they going? And then you were talking football. I now tell me this. Can I have the 96 Bulls play the 72 Dolphins? <laughs> That'd be interesting. See what would happen. Have them play baseball. But I wish we could do this exact same Stormy Daniels thing, but with a president that's got a D by their name. And sure. I, was, I was in my head. I was trying to figure out a way to make this fair. So it would have to be some. It would have to be kind of a similar sort of celebrity shoots off their mouth. You wouldn't be surprised by this. I was thinking maybe Alec Baldwin would be perfect. If sure. Alec Baldwin got elected president, Alex Baldwin. I don't think you'd Dwayne be, the Rock Johnson. I think Alec Baldwin would be better because he shoots off his mouth so much. He says some pretty over the top stuff. Indeed. He has throughout his life. Yeah, if he got, he it, is Trump esque. Yeah. yeah, and if it turned out he paid a porn star to keep her mouth shut about an affair, I don't think anybody would go, "Oh my god!" I mean, no, no, nobody right. would be surprised. Like, yeah, Jimmy Carter got with three uh, porn gals or something, right? So, yeah. so if yeah. you could run this simulation where Alec Baldwin's the president, he did the exact same thing with a porn star. I'd like to know how many of the people in the mainstream media and Democrats would be acting like the world's coming to an end over the lies about that. And, on the other side, how many Republicans who are okay with Trump doing that 
would would be saying, how How could we trust a man? He lies about this. He'll lie about North Korea. They'd be howling with outrage. Listen, I have never written a line of code. I'm pretty certain I could be trained up and write that computer simulation by 3 o'clock this afternoon. Here's what I would do. I would have Democrats saying precisely what the Republicans are saying and Republicans saying precisely what the Democrats are saying. There, I've done your computer simulation. Yeah, the main thing being, I don't think people are actually bothered by... Trump lying about a porn star. They hate Trump. Right. And this is an opportunity to get rid of him. Sure. Which is fine. That's politics. That's the way the world works. Yeah, you get to. But I don't think that... If Trump was... Just save your fake outrage. I'm just... It tires me. <laughs> that's why I think you got to put an Al Baldwin to see what they would think. Because if Trump was pro-choice, uh, pro-sanctuary city, you know, pick your issues, all that sort of stuff, I have a feeling you wouldn't be that concerned that he lies about whether or not he had sex with a porn star. Mm-hmm. On that right. side. Right. Sure. Yeah. I just wish we could work harder at, you know, looking at these things on an issue-by-issue basis. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants this show. No. What's coming up? In fact, I'm leaving. What do we have coming up? Can you say something out loud? Huh? Just talk to us, for God's sake. Oh, I can't understand I can't you. hear you. Can you turn on your microphone and talk so we know what uh, the hell is going on? Our Emerge producer Hanson. the shadows. Our producer Gabby's Hansen's, coming up. Gabby is coming up to talk when? about When? The screen is off. We don't have any idea what's going on. Next segment. Okay. Gabby who talking about Gabby what? Gabby <laughs> Morangello of the Washington okay. Examiner will be talking to us about the whole Rudy Giuliani, Trump, what's her name, the the, the skank, uh, the whole thing. The Story legal there. aspects and this and that. Yeah, and the strategic aspects and how everybody's uh, contradicting each other. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'd like to know if you think I'm wrong that the scripts would flip completely. If the president had a D next to the name. I just don't think people are serious about this issue. Well, it's just an opportunity. If I get to change my uh, my simulation, let me know, because I'm already half done with it. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Fabulous English soul singer Joe Cocker. I'm looking over the texts we got on my, uh, what we were talking about. I wish I could afford the big band, the horn section, etc. Too many people to keep track of. Got to admit, I'm looking at the text line and there's a lot of partisanship either direction in the text line. Sure. There, the, the, it's... Yeah, everybody wants to bolster their own point of view. I get it. Is there is there nobody, or, or is practically nobody capable of saying, I like this, I hate that. That's okay, this is the, this I don't like. Or, I hate this no matter who does it, or I'm okay with this no matter who does it. Does that beast just not exist? Is that like a unicorn? You know, if I was going to go all social scientist or political scientist on you, I'd tell you, you know, there's no point in that sort of thing. You're better off just driving your side all the time. My country right or wrong. My mother drunk or sober. My party no matter what they do. Maybe this is just a dumb business model we've got. I'm telling you. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) We're exactly the wrong show for these times. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. So anyway, uh, please welcome. Oh, I'm sorry. This is we got all sorts of weird technical problems today. Is it just because it's Friday or or what? Or was there some big software update and everything shut down and has to be restarted? I think. Can it's you the punch vol- uh, Gabby up, please? It's that Hawaiian volcano. Gabby Morangello, White House reporter, joins us. Uh, she's the White House reporter from the Washington Examiner, I should say. Uh, Gabby, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So nothing to really talk Slow about. More smooth sailing at the White House, <laughs> steady as she goes. Uh, so kind of a wild week with uh, competing messages, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even put into words how crazy the last 36 hours have been. Yeah, do you get this? uh, Media Blitz by Rudy Giuliani. Well, do you get the sense that anybody other than Rudy and Trump were in on this? I mean, it it seems like everybody else was kind of watching. You know, everybody who I spoke to in the White House was totally and completely left in the dark, and they weren't afraid to say that. uh, They're frustrated feel as though they were able to prepare Giuliani. They weren't, you know, informed ahead of his appearance on Hannity on Wednesday night. They learned about it when they were leaving the office and heading to happy hour uh, Wednesday evening. Ooh, so. an unhappy hour, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, the crazy part to me was I thought Rudy had actually done a fairly good job of establishing Look, we're going to prove that this money had nothing to do with the campaign. wasn't paid for by the campaign. The motivation wasn't the campaign. It was personal. Poor Mrs. Trump, she'd be so disappointed to hear her man had strayed. That's what this is all about. <laughs> then the next morning, he says, I mean, yeah, we paid. Can you imagine if this had come out a week before the election? That would have been crazy. So I just, yeah. is he hinged? <laughs> well, let's Dang it. It's unfortunate oh, we have yeah, such a bad yeah, phone I'm connection. I'm sorry. Hey, Hanson, take care of that, would you? And the, uh, uh, Our apologies to the lovely Ms. Uh, Morangello. So, if, yeah, if you didn't hear that, Rudy Giuliani did state openly that at least part of the reason, if not the most of the reason, for paying off Stormy Daniels was it was right before Election Day. Right. Which makes it obviously about the election. Not that I care about minor federal election donation laws. I figure the um, FEC will take care of that, and generally their their punishments are quite mild, so if they want to administer them, fine. Yeah, they're mild. That's why everybody flouts the laws. Right, they, yeah. They, they, they realize the penalty is not that big. Um, and, the, and the question to me is, did, did well, the question for uh, Gabby then is, do we think that Trump and Giuliani did coordinate it? It seems that Trump's happy with Giuliani's performance. That's for you, Gabby, if you'd care to weigh in. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's completely satisfied. He just spoke uh, moments ago to reporters at the White House and said that, you know, he and Giuliani were on the same page ahead of this, that they he was pleased with the comments that his attorney made. Um, he did say that Giuliani just started on the job yesterday, which is a peculiar comment because we know that, you know, Giuliani has been serving as a legal advisor or working in some capacity on the president's legal team for several weeks now. Um, but it doesn't look like... Well, he, he went on Hannity on Wednesday night, project. right? So I, I He was a day off. <laughs> nitpicking. <laughs> Just a, a weird second th- day. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah, well, he says all sorts of stuff. Um, so, okay. So but what's interesting to me is you've actually talked to people in the White House who say, no, we had no idea. This is amazing to us, too. Yeah, they, they had no idea. I mean, I spoke to somebody yesterday who, you know, was leaving the White House around 7 p.m., um, and they had found out because 
you know, one of their colleagues had heard about the pre-tape for this interview, and they just found out while standing on a street corner heading to to a bar after work. And this is a lot you know, of drinking there in uh, D.C. among the young people. Tremendous amount yeah. of drinking. <laughs> I, I have to imagine that that's how they uh, reacted. <laughs> So, listen, uh, Jonathan Turley, who is a constitutional law professor at George Washington University and one of our favorite even-handed people who calls him as he sees him, uh, commented to you. Can you tell us what he said? Yeah, I mean, he said that this this uh, media blitz by Rudy Giuliani was, it just went spectacularly bad, um, that nobody could really watch this um, with you know, a legal background and take away that he helped his client being President Trump in any way. Um, And then that, in fact, he actually tripped a number of new wires for the special counsel investigation um, that his, you know, what you mentioned earlier, the contradiction between this payment being made in order to help save President Trump's marriage and then the following day saying, you know, can you imagine if this had uh, come out in the news, Stormy Daniels' allegations had come out a day before the election or during the last debate. So there's a lot of statements that he made that placed the president arguably in further legal jeopardy than he was before Rudy Giuliani hit the <laughs> Thanks, airway. I'm glad I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> what am I paying for this guy? So did uh, uh, Professor Turley say anything about how great the stakes are? Um, in this specific, specifically the whole Stormy Daniels payoff deal, because I still say this is a tempest in a teapot. And at the worst, the worst I can conceive of is that the president was somehow complicit in, you know, over withdrawing from the bank and saying it was from one thing and not another. Um, and that being a political problem. Or am I missing something? Well, I think the biggest thing he pointed to is the possible uh, violation of campaign finance laws. And that does seem um, more trivial when you compare it to some of the other, you know, criminal yeah. charges that are being tossed around against people like Paul Manafort and Mike Flynn and whatnot. Well, but and in a world is- where, sorry to interrupt, but in a world where uh, uh, Senator Menendez gets acquitted for obviously taking bribes from one of the great criminals in the history of Medicare. I mean, if he if he skates on that, I mean, we're just not talking about that big a deal, I don't think. No, um, but the question here is that, you know, if if Michael Cohen was involved in something like this for the president, if he was Trump's fixer and he was making sure that these things, in Giuliani's words, go away before they even made it to the top of the presidential campaign, then what else was he handling for the president? And I think right. that's now where you're going to see Mueller's team start focusing. And if Mueller gets to go there, who knows where they end up. Gabby Morangello, White House reporter for the Washington Examiner. I wish we had more time, Gabby, but it's always enlightening. Thanks a bunch. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Is Giuliani a rambling old man? That's a question, too. I think that's a yes. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's impromptu remarks about meeting with Mueller in the North Korean summit. China launches laser attacks on the U.S. military. There what? you go. Finally, stuff that matters. Thank you, Marshall. And more on the benefits of the Finnish miracle, the sauna. Coming and up. then back to freaking <laughs> Finland. <laughs> Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean's uh, Kentucky Derby contest, 
as the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. And major move at the Armstrong household this uh, weekend. Oh, my. I'm moving the elliptical machine from the barn into the house, so maybe I'll actually use it. Wow. Wow, yeah. this is a step. Ever have any exercise equipment that finds its way into the garage or someplace? <laughs> and just ever in the it basement? rarely comes back. <laughs> Anybody, you forget you even own it. I'm going to put it in the house. See if that helps my exercising any. Well, it can't hurt. <laughs> Moving it will be exercise. That's so there true. you go. You've yeah, already yeah. started. Exactly. If nothing else, one of the goats will use it. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, let me clear up one thing very quickly. If you're familiar at all with the current Twitter war between... Uh, one Stormy Daniels and Roseanne Barr. Oh, geez. Um, uh, yeah, I just, that's a, cool. a quick reply to Stormy Daniels' latest tweet. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, really? Mm. We are not going to retweet the latest Stormy Daniels uh, tweet. No, of course. That is. And refers to acts that are best uh, uh, left undiscussed. Well, check it out, Hanson. Have you found it? Let us know when you find it. I'll know by the look on your face when you come across the latest Stormy Daniels tweet. Because it is, uh, yeah. Hmm. Not safe for work. Frank! But you're saying Roseanne Barr is in the right. Oh, yeah. She's correct on this? Yes. Have you verified this, Sean? Uh, not yet. Not okay. Yet. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a computer that is offline. It, that I, I can don't actually... think it needs verifying. <laughs> I'm familiar with all the body parts in question and how they fit together. Okay. Let's get to the... Uh... Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says he would love to talk with special counsel Robert Mueller at the White House today before taking off to speak to the NRA. Trump said he's done nothing wrong. I would love to go. I would love to speak. But I have to find that we're going to be treated fairly. He again called the Russian investigation a witch hunt, insisting no collusion between his presidential campaign in Moscow. Trump also remarked on the recent comments from Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who's acting as his lawyer now. Trump saying, quote, he'll get his facts straight. End of quote. And that's all I've got on this right now. I've been trying to find the, the longer quote about that. And yeah, this is, this is why we're the wrong show for these times. Yep. The, the Trump administration has been utterly floundering in dealing with this. And there's nothing really serious going on. Both are true, in my opinion. And the president throwing out a tease, saying a time and place for his meeting with North Korea's Kim Jong-un has been set and will be announced soon. Interesting. That is going to be huge news and interesting, but tying those two stories together a little bit, the Wall Street Journal has got a poll out today, and more importantly, their analysis of the poll was some sort of, of a... Because most people don't believe Trump on the Stormy Daniels stuff. They believe he did have sex with her. Mm-hmm. He's lying about it. Okay, yeah, right. What a surprise. But uh, the Wall Street Journal's um, analysis of it was, so this is going to, uh, this is leading to an erosion in trust in the presidency, and when he needs to talk about North Korea now, we won't believe him. I don't, I don't I buy don't, that. I don't buy that at all. I think we, we separate those two completely. I could have friends who lied to me about having sex with their wife it doesn't mean i don't trust them in a business deal i just i don't think it's the same thing right right i would agree and there's so much at stake and so many independent eyes on all of the north korea stuff it's just completely different uh speaking of which do you have any news on the americans who might be released haven't seen an update yet okay all right well just the the administration's hinting rather broadly that um un has agreed to turn loose three Americans who he's holding, yes. which reminds us all of uh, Otto Warmbier, who was beaten, starved, and tortured to death by that regime. Yeah, they released him, and he died like a day later. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, but uh, let's not forget that well, as we 
as we uh, embrace the warm sunshine of optimism for right. North Korea. Well, the uh, three Americans that the North Koreans have been holding have been moved to a hotel. They've been there now for a while, mm. and uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, well, not suspicion, but a lot of people thinking, okay, they've been moved to the hotel, they're being cleaned up, they're being fed, they're probably, you know, getting made more presentable. And then when Trump... Well, did they beat these guys to within an inch of their life? Weren't they at a labor camp? I thought they were at labor camp. They could be in pretty bad shape. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of thoughts. That that's why they've been moved to the hotel to try and, you, you know... You know, maybe, that, maybe that's why they wouldn't want to release the prisoners, because they're going to release the prisoners. We're all going to find out, oh, you beat Americans because you captured them. Right. You, maybe you killed them. They might die like poor Otto did. And then that really throws a wrench in the whole negotiations. Right. And and I don't see Trump overlooking that. Well, he That's talked not about his character. He talked about Otto a lot on the campaign yeah. trail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. The Pentagon is saying the Chinese military is responsible for injuring two US airmen with high-powered lasers. The U.S. has filed a formal complaint to China and is requesting an investigation after several instances in which U.S. aircrafts in uh, Djibouti have been hit by unauthorized That's Chinese... That's what uh, Stormy Daniels is claiming. She had nothing to do with Djibouti. Mm, US, I've seen it. Roseanne Barr disagrees. U.S. aircrafts have been uh, hit by the Chinese with uh, laser activity. Both the U.S. and China have military bases in the East African country. And CNN reports in one instance... Airmen suffered minor eye injuries due to exposure to the lasers. I'd like to know the significance of those eye injuries, because if they're actually hurting our pilot's eyes, I want to see him drop a bomb. What? Take out whoever yeah. does that. Don't effing assault our pilots. And, and, and Trump, of all people, don't put up with that crap. I tell you what, god dang it. A, a regime like China is testing, they're probing, yep. they're always probing. Putin does the same thing. And you have, you must respond to that and, and smash them in the, in the mouth. I mean, you don't have to shoot them, but you have to send an unequivocal message that stop that now or they will continue to probe. I hope he does the right thing. On an entirely different note, we talk about the miracle of the sauna. Study of 1,500 Finns reveals those who went to the sauna at least four times a week were 60% less likely. Four times a week? What am I, a lobster? I'm cooking myself? 60% less likely to suffer a stroke over the next 15 years compared to those who only visited the sauna once a week. Oh, boy. But it is thought, it is thought that the saunas lower your blood pressure. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, what the uh, miraculous fins are doing to uh, prevent stroke and heart attack. There's a lot more research kind of being put into these extreme temperature therapies, a lot of, like, cryotherapy where you freeze your body. It releases what they call cold shock proteins. It it kind of triggers... Cold shock proteins. Man, that sounds like a great load of crap. Yeah, It it triggers, like, all these (laughs) biological responses that normally your body doesn't do, which then kind of make you more alive or something, something. It's still very much in the early stages of this, but I'm hearing a lot of it. certainly could be true. It just seems like... Subjecting your body to extremes it doesn't like isn't long term going to be beneficial. But who knows? The sauna, on the other hand, the circulatory benefits are yes. unmistakable. Indeed, oh, yeah. indeed. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So oh, we, Squawky, you'd die in five minutes in Finland. It's very cold there. That's probably why they like saunas. We've talked too much about. STD, Stormia Teresa Daniels. Agreed. Um, 
But the back and forth continues between her and Roseanne Barr, one of the biggest TV stars in America. We're not going there. Okay. No. Stormy has responded to the response. Oh, boy. She does make a decent point at the end, though. We could leave out the other part. And uh, doctors, we were talking about this yesterday, doctors who are bailing out of medicine uh, because it's become, what's the technical term, really sucky. Yeah, we should talk about that. We have a moment or two if you want to pen us a quick note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll share some of those notes with you in the next several minutes. If our best medical professionals leave the industry because we've made it awful, that's not good for anybody. We ought to know that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just got this text. Got a bunch of good texts. I'll hit them here in a little bit. But um, I own and operate a shredding company. It's good work if you can get it. Interesting. I didn't know there were companies that did that. Yeah. Did you remember when we were trying to do a video and there was a loud truck outside that was shredding? They go place to place and mm. they shred. They play guitar really fast. No. I'm often they tear paper into tiny bits. I'm often called in when someone is retiring or closing a business down. And they want to get rid of all their sensitive information, so you got lots and lots and lots of stuff to shred. I've noticed a much higher percentage of doctors going out of business lately, and I always ask them about their situation, and most of them tell me that they just can't make money anymore. That's I interesting. I don't know about that. But. That, that. That has not been a common thread in our emails, but I know the, the, the cost of medical school have skyrocketed and the Compensation rates have dropped, but I've heard the insurance is uh, worse than ever. Yeah, the the uh, malpractice or liability or whatever you have to get. Yeah, Uh, I'm just going to share with you some of the notes that we got from various doctors after we brought this up yesterday early in the show. Uh, Listen to your discussion regarding the medical profession. I'm a physician practicing for over 40 years. I became a physician because I love the satisfaction of direct patient care, assisting the entire family, etc. Retirement was really not an issue because I truly loved, quote, my job, more calling than a job. However, this has changed. The evolution of the medical profession with all the additional administrative changes has revolutionized the delivery of health care. The non-medical interference in health care, the psychosocial reporting of information, guns in the home, number of sexual partners, et cetera, et cetera. The use of the electronic slash computerized health record, et cetera. Nobody likes that. Nobody. This is all the same stuff. I get the idea, the upside of electronic records. Uh, The theory of it or the actual upside? The idea. I don't think there is any upside. It might have seemed like there would be. But this is exactly the same stuff a doctor was telling me the other day. But patients hate the, the electronic thing. Because you, everybody notices that it takes longer and they pay less attention to you, right. and the doctors hate it. Right. So who's benefiting from this? They've all negatively impacted the present-day business model of medical care, and quotes, driven by insurance and governmental requirements. Maybe medical care in the USA has just become another victim of societal evolution. I want to retire from this mess, and he explains why, for personal reasons, he really can't quite yet. Um. Will the pendulum swing back? I fear that as more of us baby boomers retire, there will be no one left to help it swing in the opposite direction. Right, exactly. That's what we've talked about that sort of thing a lot, that kids, you know, youngsters, young adults, et cetera, they've never seen less regulated America. You know, 
The very doctor I talked to, he said that the younger people are dealing with it better because they don't know a, a, a different way. Yeah. Well, if they don't know a different way, they're not going to they're not going to fight to push it back to the way it used to be. Probably not. I'm a 52 year old primary care doc leaving the profession mostly because of the uh, zero doubt I had burnout, and that burnout became much worse after I had to implement an electronic medical record system a few years ago. I did not enter this business to click buttons, populate windows of useless data yep. for insurance companies, and stare at a computer screen. Um, yeah, but a, he is going to have more time to listen after he retires. A, a doctor that I talked to mentioned to me the. All the useful boxes, useless boxes, you have to check like 15 screens before you even get close to the patient and what they're actually there for. And this is a specialist. So you have all the general crap that applies to every patient that exists. As a, and here's somebody who's a specialist who just deals with one thing. Wow. It's just, it's, it's it's just, a, com- a patient complaining of headaches. Right. Eye pain, excessive earwax, uh, uh, lip chapping, any, you know, tooth loosening. Any cetera, indication cetera. of domestic violence, you know, all that sort of How stuff. How would I just effing tell you what they're here for, huh? Uh, guys, I've worked for the VA for 25 years. I would quit today if I didn't have a daughter at a very expensive college. Hey, amen to that, sister. Um, the vets are awesome, but administration has become a nightmare. Um, blah, blah, blah. You guys are lifesavers, literally. Um, eh, I, I, I don't know mm, about that. I don't know. If you're drowning, I'd be happy to try to drag you to safety. But They say I laughter mean, is the best medicine. Well, and, and we, we... They do say that. We may... Penicillin's probably the best medicine. <laughs> it's a good one. Do I have a sore throat or ennui in this scenario? <laughs> um... I, I, we've probably staved off uh, a suicide or two. Maybe. Maybe. I'm still picking penicillin over laughter as the best medicine. I step on a nail. You can tell all the jokes you want. I'm going to get tetanus <laughs> if I don't get something. I'm going to get lockjaw. No, 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 seriously. Let me do you one more. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> all right. Uh a quick on-air meeting. Yeah, okay. the, well, this would probably be more appropriate during the 6 o'clock hour. Ah, never mind. It's about the opening. Meeting's over. The opening music of the show. Okay. We're getting hammered with emails on the topic. Suggestions or how much they hate what we're doing? No, just what the hell are you doing and why? Okay. I just, I'd rather address that mm. at some point. Does it get to liking the previous music? Oh, yeah, that okay. it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Did, did they hear this morning's opening with the A team? <laughs> that was the best yet. That was pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. We uh, once or twice have opened the show with the Tonight Show theme from the Johnny Carson show. I think twice. Right. And um and uh, a person decided to bring that to the attention of uh, Carson Productions from what we understand. And they said something kind of vague and innocuous. Which then got back to radio lawyers who said what lawyers are paid to say. You better not. So, so we're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of music to open the show with. Although I tell you what, we ought to do what we, we've done in the past, which is have a contest. Have a write us a, a theme contest. We'll tell people how long's the tonight show theme? Let's figure that out. Tell people we want the sh- we want the opening to be this long. It it shouldn't and have, have all the great musicians who are listening to the show yeah. write well, something. We have had song contests in the past that were absolutely fantastic, but a lot of it had to do with the lyrics, right? And this needs to have no words, right? Be better with no words. It's a minute ten. So minute you know. ten. Thank yeah. you, Michael. So around a minute would be perfect. Yeah. If you have a didgeridoo in it, I'm going to campaign hard for that <laughs> one oh, to get picked. That, that's uh, additional points, no doubt. 
So are you anyway, calling for that right now? Or? I don't know. Let's, it's, it's probably going to happen. That would Well, that would simplify things. Because whoever wrote it say, yeah, go ahead, use it to death. And that would settle that S. It's, and it's all so stupid. I mean, this is a completely unimportant example. Us and our little gig here and our opening music is of no significance to the world. But it is so emblematic of... Uh, legalized or, or you know illegally choked America, just slowing down productivity. Oh my for God! Something yeah. that doesn't matter. It's just the the brakes. Of, well, the 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 engine of productivity is constantly having the brakes pressed by fear of litigation in America right. these days. And and this is a perfect example of of you know younger people don't understand how effed up this is. Pardon me, because it is it it is it's it's terrible. You know, and examples we've given many times. Person A has a horse. Person B has a stall. Person A can't go to person B and say, um, can I keep my horse in your stall for 50 bucks a month? And person B says, yeah, that's cool with me. Bring him over. No, no friggin' way you can do that in America now. No way! Or school funfair fundraisers being canceled because they can't afford the liability insurance of people wandering around on the blacktop outside the school... That people wander around on the blacktop all day long, but because it's a different event, you need different liability insurance. I'm telling you. Speaking of things nobody wants, nobody wants that world. If I could cure that or the common cold, I'd have to think about it for a while. Oh, oh, you'd be doing much better for the country to cure that Yeah, blow your nose and wait. Ten days you'll feel better. (laughs) So the Kentucky Derby thing, uh, a bunch of good texts coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.